Somebody not know how to flush a toilet after they've had a shit? Disgusting! It's in the toilet. We're back. Welcome to the first show of 2021. Hi, Tom. Hello. Hey, Richard. Hey, hello. Did you guys have a good Christmas? Tom, was yours as uh, miserable as predicted? <laughs> it was. Actually, I'll tell you, I've just finished the Christmas biscuits and chocolate box. I mean, I had so much in the house. So I think my diet is just about getting back to normal now. So I'm just about achieving regularity again. But it, it feels like because there's been no friends and family to share you know, I've not been around somewhere to share what's in the pantry or in the fridge. It feels like it's been a hard slog to finish all of this chocolate and biscuits. But hey, you know, like, I, I think I did pretty well. So it was all right. Well, How about well you, Richard? Pretty good. Um, I think there was some palpable relief when Christmas was cancelled and everybody just got to stay put and have a lovely time at home by themselves. I think I would describe my bowel movements as mucky. <laughs> over the Christmas yeah <laughs> there was quite a few where it was just like infinite amount of toilet paper it's just yeah. like you just you wipe and you wipe and you wipe and you think oh no still more still there still going it's like having a little brown crayon up your bum you know? <laughs> <laughs> that just, that just and, you, and you have to decide to cut it at some point you know <laughs> so you just you just get bored of wiping it well no, that'll do <laughs> speaking of speaking of so, speaking of cutting it t- i tell you i tell you what i found about recently was a poo knife I, have you heard about well, that is that a thing I, par- I i think i have heard of this yes go on well apparently for people who do really big submarine shits or people who, for whose like their drainage, they have a really small pipe and it gets blocked all the time. Apparently, it's a it's a common problem, common enough to be a thing to have a poo knife in the bathroom that you use to chop up your poo. Now, I don't know if you chop it up on the way out, you know, like some kind of sausage machine, or <laughs> or if you wait until it's in the pan and then you just start hacking at it like some kind of samurai. <laughs> oh my god! I, I think I'd heard that it it's basically when it's so large that it won't sit properly in the water. It just sort of sits horizontally, you know, like a rung on a ladder. It just sort of sits there in the pan and won't go down. So you have to get the <laughs> knife in the middle to sort of slice it. And obviously that would depend on the consistency and the, yeah, the particular sort of how it holds together, how easy you're going to cut it. But I think that it is interesting. You just want to make sure that knife isn't, well, that you don't sort of put it back in the kitchen drawer when you're finished. Oh, God. Yeah, like- I guess... You can't really, you can't really attack it with a toilet brush because that's just going to be oh, even messier. So oh. you need like a, a specific tool for that. Yeah. How do you how do you make sure that knife is the poo knife? Do you put it on a little chain and then hang it on the toilet flush handle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom, it's interesting what you say. Like a rung on a ladder. I don't, I don't think I've ever had like <laughs> just a, a horizontal shit that comes out sideways. <laughs> well, I think like, if that's, was, that's new. If there's like a quirk or an inconvenience of a fate that maybe you twist slightly the wrong way or you cough or something and it just happens to fall out the wrong way or it's like, oh, instead of being vertical, it's just come out horizontal. <laughs> I can definitely relate to the ones that yeah, they're almost diagonal and they're kind of half in the water, half sticking out. And yeah, you, you can flush a whole bunch of times and it just does not budge at all. Oh. It's almost like you have to wait for it to, 
dissolve over time <laughs> until it gets smaller and smaller, and then it will just eventually flush away. Like yeah. what, what are you are you pouring mouthwash onto it to try to dissolve it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, just was well, fine. There was actually one incident where that happened and it didn't go away for a full twenty four hours, and then I had another shit, and that shit flushed away, but the original one stayed put. <laughs> It's like, no, I'm not like, going anywhere. I'm staying yeah, exactly. right here. I think it was just like the right size or the right angle. Or, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, but yeah, like I even had a secondary shit the day after, which managed to like squeeze past and get flushed away. And that one's still there. That sounds like, you know, when you're at the bowling alley and you, the ball gets down to the end and it gets stuck. So you go, well, I'll throw another, I'll throw another bowling ball down to dislodge the first one. <laughs> yeah. Could be, could be. Oh this wow! Was, this was good. I, I identify with your with your like smeary experiences from Christmas because yesterday, just as I was coming to the end of this sort of Christmas festival of eating and stuff. So yesterday was my birthday, and for lunch I went out and had a slow roast pork truffle and parmesan in a white oh. in a white uh, ciabatta baguette, Ooh. and then in the afternoon, nice. um, Richard, you know, you and you and your wonderful wife sent me a pack of six Krispy Kreme donuts. So I made my way through three of those. Then in the evening, it was some wine and basically nibbles because I had no room for anything else. So today it was like, (laughs) it was just, it was just, it was a smear. It was a proper smear. It was was mucky. Mucky, mucky mucky for sure. I don't know when you sort of get the toilet paper and you have to fold it over and use it as like like a wipe to get rid of it because I I don't own a toilet brush. So it's uh, uh, yeah, it's been it's been it's been difficult. But I think I'm on I'm on the mend. I think I'm on the straight on the straight and narrow now. I've only got <laughs> three more of these Krispy Kreme donuts to finish off, and then and then I'm done. So then hopefully back to you know like lightweight, streamlined, vertical, perfect proportioned. Yes, what I'm, I'm looking forward to. Excellent. That does raise an interesting question with toilet brush etiquette because personally, I'm not a fan of toilet brushes. I think they're a bit disgusting, they're not fit for purpose. So if I have some skid marks, I would happily just take some toilet paper, give it a little wipe, and that's it, wash my hands and I'm done. Same. But I've been told that's disgusting for putting your hand in the toilet, even though you're not really touching anything. And for me, touching a toilet brush that has like all these little shitty bristles is more disgusting. Yeah, exactly. Because you know when you use a toilet brush and and you put it down and then like you need to get rid of the water somehow. So you might tap it on the side of the toilet to get rid of the excess water. It's just like throwing up microparticles <laughs> of shit all over your face yeah. and clothes. And I find toilet brushes, <laughs> toilet brushes are rank. They are so disgusting. Yeah, everyone's like, oh my God, they're really hygienic. You need to have one. It's like, well, what, what do you do? You need to clean the brush. Where does, where's the shit going to go? Exactly, and the little toilet brush holder, of oh. course that's going to have just shit oh. and like toilet water just accumulating, and then that's got to be emptied, and it's like, oh, no. They are disgusting. Well, while I agree with the, the using the toilet paper to wipe down above the water, what about if you've got detritus left below the water level? You can't just put your hand below the water level with some tissue paper and get that <laughs> off. That's where the brush comes into its own, right? Surely... Well, so, so th- there, is, there is a technique that I've sometimes tried to use because obviously toilet paper will, it will disintegrate in first contact with water, right? So you can't, it's difficult to use toilet paper and go under the water line. So what you have to do, you just have to get a bit more of it and make some kind of ball and be really, really quick under the water before it disintegrates into a thousand pieces and hope <laughs> that you manage to get all of it, you know, there. If not, then it's like rubber glove time, proper sponge or whatever it is used to clean the toilet. It's, you know, but you try and avoid that. 
I think you're both crazy. Just <laughs> ignore it. Forget it. It's, it's done. It, it'll go in the next flush. You don't have to think about well, it. Well, as, 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 your, as, your, as your bowling ball shit proved, it doesn't go in the next flush. You can, you can quite clearly <laughs> bypass it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know I what, what I was thinking, right? And this reminds me of something that I saw in the news last year. We, what we need is a conveyor belt to take shit away. I think the... <laughs> of getting rid of shit under the waterline is just inefficient. There was this thing that I saw in the US national parks, right? So they've realized that there are so many people visiting the parks now and so many people who are climbing up for a wonderful day, you know, they're going up to look for like a Starbucks or whatever at the top of the hill. And <laughs> half, half, halfway up the hill, halfway up the hill, they get there and they're like, oh man, like I really need a crap. And then, you know, instead of being able to hold in or whatever, they just sort of take a shit on the side of the hill and then maybe they'll do that thing where you sort of take a shit and then you, you put a little bit of toilet paper on top, either as a kind of like warning to some to other hikers to avoid the shit <laughs> or as some kind of like attempt to hide it underneath the piece of toilet paper. But anyway, so, so the, the US National Parks have had enough of this and they've contacted this guy who's running a business now for building like these toilets halfway up hills and he's, he's come up with like this unique unique approach to it that he builds these little cubicles and and there's a system when you go in that will separate your urine from solid from your you know i mean it says solid waste in the article but really it means shit it's because the germans didn't yeah. want to say the word shit <laughs> but it actually your your shit goes onto a little conveyor belt so it's almost like you know when you're at the supermarket it's like beep, and you sort of see see <laughs> stuff coming down so it's, it says, beneath the toilet seat, your excrement lands on a small conveyor belt while urine flows through a separate pipe and into a septic field. Uh, when the visitor presses a, a pump uh, with your foot inside the bathroom, uh, your poo travels from the conveyor belt into its own little chamber. And there it remains dry and lightweight and free of viruses. And then eventually someone will come up and collect this chamber of, of shit from the from the side of the hill which i think is really impressive i like the idea of having a shit in it instead of it being in the water and be like oh i have to scrub this it just goes on conveyor belt and just goes bye and get whisked gets whisked away for a little holiday somewhere <laughs> wow it gets whisked away to the nearest yo sushi <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that's disgusting <laughs> i'll have the well, brown this... <laughs> <laughs> so so many questions I, d I don't know where to start with this to to pick apart uh, all these all these details <laughs> i guess first of all is what like i'm surprised this is even necessary u.s parks are vast they're enormous how can they possibly be overflowing with human feces surely there's just this space for everyone for like everyone's little poo so what i read was that at the moment US is the same as Canada, right? In all national parks, you've just got latrine toilets. So it's the same as a portaloo or a porta potty, except without that blue disinfectant liquid. So you're just kind of, it's high up. You're just doing a long drop like a latrine and all the piss and shit is just mixing together. And when you open the door to go in, you're overwhelmed mm. by the, the by, by the wall of smell that hits you. And apparently what was happening in was Colorado Rocky Mountain National Park, what was happening was that because it gets so cold up there, all the piss and the shit mixed together, it would freeze and it would basically expand. Oh gosh. And then it would and then it would thaw and it would melt and then it would freeze and it would expand. And so they said that what was happening was that it was freezing and thawing so much that it was expanding 
above the rim of the toilet seat. <laughs> Like a like a solid poo volcano, oh. um, which it's like, like a mean, live breathing mass. Like, oh, God, <laughs> one of my all time uh, nightmares is the dick straw. So, right. so in in North America, for some reason, the water level is at a much much higher level than it is in the UK in the toilets, and so when you sit down on the toilet, there's a very real risk. <laughs> Of, of creating a dick straw by oh. by putting your the tip of your dick into the top of the toilet uh. water. Oh my god! I know. Yeah, it's a design flaw. I think. I guess the the reason is they want higher water levels, so you don't have your horizontal uh, step ladder rung floating yeah, above and, the, and avoid <laughs> the smear as well. That I think that would avoid the smear. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, Tom, in your case, you'd be bounding your hand up with toilet paper and going up to your up to your elbow <laughs> to, to wipe it all off. <laughs> But yeah, so they were saying that they were saying that the the freeze thaw was raising it above above the level, and so imagine you go in and and it's poking up, so you can't sit on the seat with, without having a mountain of poo like projecting above. That's that's oh, as bad as the dick straw. Oh, that's awful. I often think for the the few times I've been in these mountain toilets, I like always think to myself, what would I do if I dropped my phone inside, <laughs> or, or like. <laughs> If you had, you know, the latest generation iPhone, whatever, you just bought it and you dropped it inside, would you make an effort to retrieve it? Yeah. And how? No. Yeah. Yeah? No. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, I wonder what you could devise from your backpack to retrieve. Because, I mean, how, how high are we talking? Is it like the height of a person, some of them? Like the gap from, sometimes yes. they're like an enormous vat, you know? Yes. Like a little toilet on top. I think you could quite easily fit a human in there. Um, well, something else that they said in the article, which potentially offers you the solution to a dropped iPhone down the latrine, was that they were having a problem with animals. So they had a problem with mountain marmots were getting in down the top and were getting covered in poo. And then when the park rangers or just the general public were walking around the mountainside, they would see these shit-drenched marmots. <laughs> So, like, mommy, what's wrong with that animal? <laughs> so, I've got this. I've got this image of a U.S. National Park ranger staff chasing a shit-covered marmot around a mountainside. Benny Hill theme tune music, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get him and like wipe him down and clean him up, make sure it's okay. And then, and then in the meantime, you've got this volcano of uh, freeze-thaw piss shit just <laughs> breaking wow. out. This is so much drama, so much toilet drama at the top of a mountain. I had no idea this was this was an issue. <laughs> I would have, <laughs> I would have thought just a discreet walk ten meters from the, the the path. There's so much space and there's so many trees. Everybody could shit as required, but without standing on anyone else's shit or without knowing about anyone else or without crossing paths with anyone else. But you you've seen think, Al, you're quite a backcountry explorer. Is that, is I was that gonna say I just realized the moment I said that <laughs> the moment I said that I thought <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but you've seen have you, you you've said there's 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 loads of places where it's just areas are just covered in like covered in shit. Like yeah, yeah. What Richard's touting is is bad. It's bad etiquette. If you're shitting outside, you've either got to have a wee trail with you, dig a hole, bury your shit, bury the toilet paper, dig, cover it back up, or you've got to bag it and take it with you, just like it's a dog shit. It, to to just take a shit and then leave a little white flag of toilet paper on top of it, highlighting the location. It's a um, can. Is that's a can? <laughs> it's, they'll put it in the next OS map. 
<laughs> yeah, you get false readings on your on your topographic map from all these like shit mountain. And it is, yeah, it's bad practice because if you think about the millions of people that visit national parks every year, that sooner or later, you're, the whole place is just, it's like a, like a dog park of human shits with like little white flags on top of them. So they have to have mountain uh, cabins to, or latrines or toilets or whatever to, to shit in because otherwise the problem just becomes, becomes unmanageable, right? It's, it's wow. back to the, remember the, remember the conversation about do you, shut the door after a shit or do you leave the door open? Well, imagine if the, the stench of the shit is contained within the freeze-thaw shit poo portaloo, or if the smell of shit is just spread all over the mountain everywhere you stand. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. The, the yeah. freeze-thaw shit poo portaloo. I mean, that is... I love that. <laughs> so how, how do they separate the, the piss and the shit? That's a good question. The liquid and the I, I wasn't able to work that out. I don't think there's somebody down there, you know, like a worker, who's like, <laughs> right, well, I, I don't know how it sorts. I assume there's some sort of, like, a, like what would you call it, like a sluice gate? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, they, maybe it lands on a grill. Maybe the conveyor, conveyor belt has, like, little holes, so it's like yeah. a grill or something where the water just goes yeah. through. I think there's a, a little like 45 degree angle dick tray. And so you kind of, you, you, you pee, pee forwards. I don't, I'm not proposing putting your dick on the tray, <laughs> but you, you, you see, this, this is why, this is why I would just shit like freely randomly like, <laughs> tree, to not have to do with any of this. Please put your dick on the dick tray. <laughs> they could have it like a, you know, when you go through a car wash and they have the, the stop, go rinsing. So they could have a, they could have a little light that flashes up and goes, dick train, you put your dick on the dick train, <laughs> pissing that, and then it goes, conveyor belt on. <laughs> oh my God. It, one, one thing, oh. it, I mean, what I love about this is that necessity breeds innovation, right? So obviously they've found this problem. And even though they've come up with this idea of the conveyor belt, they still say the shit that gets removed has to get flown away by helicopter, which is wow. amazing. So like, can you imagine like it's somebody's job to fly a helicopter and then I guess somebody on the ground is like, yeah, take her up. And it's basically just like a barrel of shit that just gets flown over these miles and miles of national park. I mean, I think that's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I guess that's like a few steps up from the guy emptying um, Portaloos at music festivals. You know, this is like, <laughs> this is like your, your, your dream, like toilet man job. Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine that though. Like your, your dream is to fly helicopters. So you, you go through all the, the training and maybe you're in the military and then you, you, you know, you, you're this qualified helicopter pilot and you're telling somebody at a dinner party or a Zoom call and you go, oh, I fly helicopters. And they go, oh, that's awesome. Do you do search and rescue? Do you take tour guides? You, no, I, I, I fly shit off mountains. <laughs> empty toilets. Empty really high up toilets. <laughs> it's, no, it, it's, it's brilliant. I I'm, I'm, I'm love it. I'm, I'm a hats off to the people inventing this stuff. It, it's absolutely awesome. Yeah. And do you reckon to circumnavigate the use or otherwise of toilet brushes, you're going to give this guy a call and see if he can then hook you up with a dick tray and a poo conveyor belt? <laughs> In your, in your house. I think there will be a movement of converting standard household toilets to dick trays and conveyor belts. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, th I think with the correct lobbying and the correct marketing, the correct messaging, we can have a campaign to have dick tray conveyor belts in every UK household 
by 2025. <laughs> well, I, I, we, we were talking earlier about what is there to look forward to in 2021. <laughs> and this is a movement that we can all get behind. This is it. Dick Trays, conveyor belts, please. If you're listening, sanitary industry, we want it now. Perfect. Well, it sounds like the firing gun has been started. Awesome. Well, um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. And we will see you in the next episode. See you later. Bye. Bye, everyone.